meditation of all of our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Pentecost Sunday, and um, we put, bring out reds. We hardly ever have reds. Uh, you know, it's ordination, Pentecost, um, a, a, a martyr day. Uh, but most of the time, rarely you see the red. So I'm going to get to that and do something different too, okay? Serve your lives. Um, I want to take a story about when I was uh, about 11 years old. I, um, there, was a, there was an old house that was down, down the street from, uh, from where I lived, and I would um, I'd walk over to this old house. It looked like it looked like an Adam's family mansion. You know what I mean? There was like uh, cobwebs on the outside, even, and there was a yard overgrown, uh, hedgerows that were just, you know, about three out gravities walking the street. This sort of place, and I would go over there, and there were these um, elderly women, sisters, who lived in this house, and they would pay me 75 cents an hour to do odd jobs. And it was a robust salary that day, so uh, I would walk over there, and they would give me these to do. Uh, usually they'd have utterly absurd, because they had about an acre of yard that was almost all weeds. It would have been easier to pull the grass. I just to pull the grass and then go, you know, if you're But that pool weeds, uh, they have they have me carry boxes from the back porch to the garage. And this was unbelievable because there was so much stuff everywhere. <laughs> there were boxes from boxes. It was a car parking but they never drove because there were boxes all over the car. You know? Um, I would usually carry the boxes from the from the back porch to the garage and, and then pull more weeds and do whatever and then collect my money and do my thing. Um, but one day I was over there and, and one of the sisters, just happened one time, one of the sisters asked me to go into the house and get a box. Um, and I walked in, you know, into the house and I walked into the kitchen from the, from the rear of the house. And the first thing was it smelled like um like cats. Like lungs cats, um, so strong that it, it would take your breath away, you know, that sort of. And there were cats everywhere. There were cats on the counter, and cats on the kitchen table, and, and there were boxes. Like, industry stacked around the house. We I mean, just boxes and boxes of newspapers and magazines. And I, I, I it was just it was a sight. And cats were rubbing up against my leg, and I had to go find this box and retrieve it. I never returned to this idea. I'm not sure I worked with the sister that but it was such a frightening moment. Um, the boy had a very part of the box house, and, and it occurred to me that they were keeping all this stuff. They were moving it around, place to place, in the house, outside the house, not because they needed it, because they just wanted to keep it. Um, today, it would be next to a work, you know, and they had to keep this stuff. And, and it, you know, I remember as a boy thinking, well, why in the world would you keep all these newspapers and magazines? Why do you love these things? And now it occurs to me, why do I keep some of the things that I keep? You know, I keep everything as much as I can. My wife throws things out, and I retrieve them. If I can, you know, for use. <laughs> we have a, I have just a couple bins out in the garage that I like to keep stuff that I have. I have decades, you know, and nothing makes my day. Like when I remember something that's in one of those bins and I get to use it, you know? I, I call it family meeting. I just want you to know that in 1989, just after your mother and I got married, I bought the speaker wire. It was on sale. And, and today, I use it, you know? My smart old kid says, I'm like, could you use rope or No, I need that speaker wire that I say on 
seven years than I used to today. We keep stuff. Uh, and here you go. There you go. Everything. You fully keep me on something. Most of us keep stuff. We keep things we don't need. And here's a little irony. And we often don't have the things we actually do need when we go to do something, right? We're going to start a project. Oh, we're going to repair the kitchen sink or whatever. And we don't have the things we do need because we need to keep all the things that we don't need. This is sort of the, the story of the early church in a way. They, uh, you remember the story of Jesus as um, he's died, resurrected. Um, he has uh, gathered his friends in Galilee. And he's told them to go to Jerusalem and wait. They know they have a mission to do. They're to go into all the world. Remember, preach the gospel. Uh, go everywhere. Make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. And teaching them to observe all that I've, I've done wrong. Right? This, is a, this is a great commission. Go into all the world. But first, go to Jerusalem and wait. <coughs> go there and wait. What are, you, what are we waiting for? Like, you know, what's going on? What's the big wait? Well, for one thing, you're to wait for the Holy Spirit. Let me read you what Jesus says in chapter 1 of the book of Acts when he tells them to wait. He says, um, he says, in verse 4, while he was staying with them, he ordered them not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Holy Spirit, uh, excuse me, for the promise of the Father, which he said, you have heard from me, John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. Go to Jerusalem and wait. Hurry up and wait. Uh, this is sort of not Maybe 
the way to do the thing that has been called to do. Uh, so, for our students this Well, historically, Pentecost happened one time, and we reflect today on that event that took place in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. But in other ways, we're capable of that. That the Holy Spirit comes to us now, in the present moment. And that we, just like the early church, need the Holy Spirit if we're going to do the thing that God has called us to do. If we're going to be involved in missions in the world, we need the Holy Spirit. If we're going to be uh, purified, if we're going to have the, this, uh, this purity that we pray for, this moral purity, we need that from the Holy Spirit. Maybe none of you have ever struggled with this. But just on occasion, you know, there's a thing or two about me that I don't want. I'm not telling you what it is. You tell me what it is here. But I, I have these things, you know, that happen that I don't like. And I try very hard at moral reform. You know, not to do that ever and ever again. And then I do. Yeah, you know, there you. Okay, oh, yeah, I can never, ever do that again. And then I do. And then I say, Anyway, 